Right, what is going on guys? This is obviously Jordan from the Undergraduate Survival Guide. Today we've got a very special guest, my good friend Ayo. And man, I've got, I got a lot of questions for you, but I know you're, you're relatively short on time. So let's start by just saying how you're doing and what you've been up to during lockdown. Yeah, perfect. Uh, th- thanks Jordan. Uh, I'm Ayo. I went to uni uh, with Jordan. Um, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, I've been, I was just telling Jordan that during lockdown, I think at the beginning, I kind of killed it. You know, I was really, really on top of it, being super productive. But then it got monotone after a while. And like, I'm trying to spend this last half now trying to close it out strong. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to during lockdown. I've been I've been working on things that I've been procrastinating on. So things like Prosper, which is a clothing brand that I do. Uh, things like Canvas as well, which is another clothing brand that I started with friends uh, at uni as well well i'm picking that back up and trying to keep the momentum going on that um again the things i've been procrastinating pre-lockdown so in lockdown i've been using you know the time indoors as an opportunity to face what i've been <laughs> kind of procrastinating and pushing away from myself so yeah that, that's what i've been up to needed man that's sick what's um what's in the pipeline of the canvas if you're allowed to spoil uh Listen, man, I think with Canvas, we've, you, you know, myself and like the other guys involved, we've spoken so much about what we would like to do or what we envision. But I think we need to get to a stage now where the action has to do the talking. And so, you know, I'll just say that whilst I have been, you know, following one or two lines of ideas and investigation, I'd, I'd let the action talk for itself. So, um, yeah, hopefully, Jordan, you'll see, hopefully you'll see the action speaking for themselves soon. That's all I can say on that. <laughs> um, I'll keep an eye out. Please do. Canvas. I mean, I still wear the the Malcolm X hoodie around, and people always ask me, "Oh, where'd you get that from? Where'd you get that from?" And it's like, I just, I wish you guys would put some more stuff out so I can direct them. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Malcolm X hoodie was a, a hitter in terms of an idea. It's just the way we kind of, in my opinion, the way we kind of timed it. And what was like just a little off, like it was middle of the summer. We were doing the photo shoot for it. Uh, like people, student finance had run out by that point. So, you know, they're not going to splash like mad amounts of a hoodie, but also the push, like I just didn't push it as hard as, you know, I, I should have or I could have. So I think, I, I think with the hoodie, I love the hoodie. I still wear the hoodie to this day. I was wearing the hoodie yesterday, actually. I just think that. <laughs> I just think that the timing and then me personally, I didn't, I didn't hold myself accountable in terms of like pushing it as hard as I should have, you know, but that's, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's a separate, not that it's a separate convo, but that's a, that's a convo that I've had with myself. I've come to peace with that. And again, I want to be in a position now where, you know, our actions will do the talking for us. So, um, like I said, hopefully we can start putting some stuff back out and you can start directing people back to us. You know, I want to make sure that happens for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I've given I've given some guys uh, the lowdown. Said, look, when when things are out, you'll be the first to know. So, we're yes, all sir. The <laughs> 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 what would you say you you took forward the most from that into? Because obviously now you're doing prosper, and we're going to talk yeah. a bit about your most recent drop um, and how the proceeds went towards um, Bristol uh, Bristol Afro Litsock. But what was the main stuff you took away from Canvas and going into uh, what you're doing now? Oh man, listen, um, Canvas was a great, great, um, great teacher and it's still a great teacher to this day. You know, um, one thing t- I took away was consistency. You know, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be on it. You've got to be, um, always thinking about it. And that's a lesson that I still have to learn to this day because I'm still inconsistent here and there, but that's for different reasons as opposed to not knowing that I have to be consistent. That's one. Second thing Canvas taught me was you know, self-promotion. Listen, no one is going to be as loud about your own products as you. You know, no one is going to be as loud as what you're trying to do as you. No one is going to have the clarity of vision and direction and focus as yourself, the person that's putting that product out there. So when I moved over to, well, not, not moved over, but when I started Prosper, like one thing that I made clear was, look, I've got to be very, very comfortable in being that guy that promotes themselves, being somebody that's loud about it. And then again, 
It's taking me time to get there. And those are for different reasons outside of not knowing, but Canvas just brought that awareness about. Um, I'd say the lessons Canvas taught me was showing me what was important. And the lessons Prosper is teaching me is what can get in the way of achieving those important things. So I think that's a nice way to summarize summarize it all. Those are the two main things I took away from Canvas, I think. And then the third thing would be, this is more of like a creative thing, but, you know, try and do as much of it in-house as you can. You know, with, 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 with Canvas, like we did all the shoots ourselves. Um, at first we were shooting on like, you know, um, one day cameras for the, for, for, for the effects, for the aesthetic. Um, but, and, and then, you know, we, we moved to digital cameras, but we didn't own any. So we borrowed a friends and, you know, those, those barriers and those hurdles to getting stuff done can actually, again, slow progress down. So that summer, actually, I bought, I bought my first, um, I bought my first film camera, uh, for the intention of, you know, learning how to take pictures, learning how to do the photography that way. But we came back, we didn't need to, you know, get a camera from a friend or get somebody else to do it. We could all do it in house. And, um, the next, whatever comes out next, I can guarantee you that the whole vision is going to be like an in-house thing. It's going to be our cameras, us shooting, our ideas. We might collaborate with other people, but one thing that I'm definitely going to be proud of of, of whatever comes next from Canvas is that majority of what people will see in terms of the content is going to be produced in-house, man. And, and, and I'm so, so proud of that. I think that's the thing that I look forward to most from uh, whenever we, whenever we uh, come out next with, you know, what we've got, what we've got in the works. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I think I always shoot a lot of credit for um, some of these rappers that like produce as well and they write with their own stuff. I think Little Baby's big for that. And it's, mm. Yeah, you can, you can tell the difference between work that's done by like one individual, or I guess one group in your case, versus like a team of guys that are all contributing different bits or, yeah, it's like, it just makes it more, a lot more wholesome. Like I remember your original pictures <laughs> and I remember vividly, um, I went to Tim one time and he was talking about how, how good the picture of Shea looks with the, with the hoodie on. Yeah. Obviously at the time his phone was in night mode. <laughs> uh. That conversation vividly because it's like, that's the, the sort of ambience you're going for. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting for sure. And I think there's going to yeah. be a big, a big step up going forward based on that. Like, that's what you just said. 100%. Like, you know, time, 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 time elapsed does not mean time not spent learning or soaking or absorbing or understanding or plotting, you know? Um, and, and yeah, that whatever comes next is going to, be is going to contain so much learning <laughs> that the that the that in comparison is going to look it's going to look the step up might look crazy but people won't know that it's been it's been a while and there's been a bit of time of learning and coming to an understanding yeah yeah that's crazy man i'm looking forward exactly. to it. yeah yeah me too man me too <laughs> how would you say your uh your most recent drop went with prosper I've seen you've been posting stuff over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the most recent drop with Prosper, so just to give a bit of uh, context, um, you know, I was sitting at home, uh, kind of unable to go out to the protests at the time because of global pandemic. And me personally, with my asthma, I wasn't really ready to take the risk of, you know, being out. There was so many people. Um, and I didn't have the relevant PPE to anywhere. I didn't have a face mask. I have ordered one. So, I've been able to like go out a bit more since. Um, and it, it, with, with the BLM protests across the world and the conversations people were having, I just felt guilty for not doing my own part, not doing my own bit. Um, and then I saw somebody uh, wearing uh, a, a sample tee. So a sample from a release that I didn't officially release, but I released as a sample sale uh, for free that I gave out. Somebody was wearing it to a protest. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Clearly the message on this tea, um, is relevant enough for people to want to wear it to a protest. Let me use that as a way to impact people and, 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 you know, actually again, be impactful, make a change. So all I did was I just redesigned it. I 
I made the I made the message on the front um, reflect the colors of the Pan African flag. I put the Black Power fist on the reverse, um, and I said, "Yeah, look, you know, there's a great society at the University of Bristol, the Afro Literature Society, um, and for a city, Bristol, that has a history of commemorating slave traders and um, and you know the the, the family of people that." Profited from the slave trade, their name being um, ingrained in the city and their legacy being ingrained in the city. It's important for a society like that to get as much support as it needs. It's a way to understanding the black perspective and, um, again, the black education and just, again, bringing things to light in a different medium, in a different format. So, yeah, I decided to give the proceeds of that to that society, um, just as me, like, trying to do my part. And, you know, it, it went well. One one thing that um again I, I, I kind of struggle with with Prosper is that the self-belief aspect. Like I kind of underestimate my ability to do something or my ability to drum up interest in something, or I'll always qualify something. Like if somebody says they're interested, or I get a whole bunch of interest, I'll qualify it with, okay, like it's just repost, but that doesn't mean that it's real support or anything. But you know, I think I'm I need to get to a place where I can appreciate that. Things have gone well and things and that can drum up enough interest. Me underestimating that interest meant that this first of that I put out was kind of limited. It was only like a few, it was only a few T's across four different sizes. So it meant that, you know, when it went, it went that it would sell out quick. Um, and, you know, obviously selling out quick is something that people want to do and it's, uh, um, uh, you know, in, in streetwear culture, especially, there's a, there's like, um, there's like this goal that people want to attain of, oh yeah, we want to sell out as fast as Supreme and, uh, uh, you know, all these, and Palace and all these other yeah, streetwear yeah. drops, you know? This whole exclusive culture. And, and, and that, yeah, exactly, ex- exactly, nail on the head, that exclusive culture. Um, that's something that, you know, I used to aspire to, but actually, this most recent drop helped underline a change in my reasoning and it helped underline an argument that, you know, yeah, selling out quick is great, all of that, whatever, but also you kind of want everybody who wants to support you to be able to. And if you under, and, and I, I use it as a point of self critique and self feedback, like I, if you want everybody to support everybody that wants, to support, to support, and actually get something, and actually get it. You need to stop underestimating yourself. You need to stop being like, "Oh, I'm, I'm worried that not enough people will buy." So let me like only do if only do like a, a smaller amount than what I could do. You know, mm. it, it, it's about being confident and being brave to go. Actually, I know, I, I, I know that you know it might not all go straight away, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with like things not selling out on the first day. Like the very first canvas drop, the Malcolm X T, I remember this clearly on that first evening, me, Tim, uh, well, actually, yeah, I won't mention names right back. You might have to beat that out because <laughs> I consent and all that. My bad. My bad. Uh-huh. Literally slip of the tongue. Um, but me and the other guys that were involved, we, um, we, on on the night of, I remember being on Shopify, like on my phone, like looking at the cart, like yo, who's gonna cop? Who's gonna buy one? Da 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 da. And like we only had one or two orders that first night, and then you know the week, the the, the commencing weeks, the upcoming weeks, like the orders just came through, came through, came through. The Malcolm X T went and eventually sold out, and it was great because Tim was a. Uh, I said his name again. But one of the guys, <laughs> one of the guys was a, one of the guys was a counterfoil to me. He, he, they were saying, look, Ayo, you, you, like, stop worrying about if it doesn't sell out or whatever. Like, let's put it out there, promote it, and let's, you know, let people have access to it. And let's believe, let's take a step of confidence or a step of faith. And that's a lesson that I've learned from Canvas that I haven't necessarily transferred over because this one, I'm doing it on my own. Like, you know, I told I talked about the whole my my relationship with self-belief as well. And so that kind of plays in there. Um, But I I know this is like a long winded rambling answer to the question, how did the job go? But I'm getting into all of this to say (laughs) that actually 
actually the drop went well because one, it kind of proved that because it, because the amount that I had sold, they all sold. It proved that one, I can I can uh, create sufficient interest and sufficient demand for a specific level. But it also set the mandate and it you know put the it set the it sort of yeah set the mandate and it you know set set me up for okay I now whatever comes next you have to step it up now you've already proven yourself at this level now I need you to step it up and let more people get and actually try and grow and not again contain yourself out of fear so it went really well and I learned a lot of lessons I took a lot of tangents in that answer <laughs> my apologies but but. But in short, yeah, it, w- it went well and I learned a lot of lessons, but I wanted to qualify that, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to come up here and say, yeah, they all sold out like and and, and fake, you know, and, and and again, have somebody listening like, oh, man, his things are all selling out, but but not knowing like what's going on behind the scenes to make it appear that way or look that way. You know, I want to make sure that I provide the full story. So yeah, that's why I had to get into that. My bad. <laughs> no, that's calm, man. We we love. um Authenticity around here, so <laughs> any necessary tangents are necessary. <laughs> good, 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 good. It's it's interesting, like because I had a similar thing with my podcast. I mean, it's different, obviously, physical product versus a digital one. But I was mm. like, oh man, I really want to get like one thousand views day one. I don't want to start slow. I want to, you know, have this kind of prestige that so people know that it's legit. But what I've learned looking back is like the first episode will do like fifty, the second will do like forty. But then now, what, a month later, the second episode, my most viewed one, people have gone back to rewatch it. And it's crazy yeah. how, like, once you establish yourself, like, yeah, it's not really about the day one. It's more about, yeah, like you said, like you said at the beginning, it's very much about consistency and keeping the promo going, keeping people interested. And once that brand exists, yeah, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, definitely. And again, this is the thing. Real, real, and this is a quote that I keep trying to remind myself. Real growth comes from being brave, stepping to the unknown confidently, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and courage is not the absence of fear, but courage is knowing that the, the upside and the benefits from being confident or stepping into something far outweighs the the, the far away is the fear or the false expectation about reality, which is what fear stands for, you know? So, um, yeah, you, 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 you've, you've brought up an excellent example and that, that's great to see <laughs> that, you know, you, you took the courage and you weren't discouraged at first and now people are going back and yeah, that's, that's what we're all trying to do. Really, really grow. But again, that comes from being courageous and continuing not being discouraged easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. It's interesting because obviously like Canvas and Prosper are both, I guess, clothing brands uh, mm. in essence. But mm. one of the things that I, I, I still remember you the most for, for doing um, When Pigs Fly. That's kind of like the IO in me. <laughs> Whenever I think <laughs> IO, I think When Pigs Fly. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, to be fair, I've always been interested in like media and it's, of course I see you as well. You're doing with different things, but I mm. never really chopped it until uni. Like, Oh wait, I actually can go out and just, you know, make a YouTube channel or just make a podcast or start selling shirts. It's crazy how what? you're always oh. led down this route. Like, Oh, I'll go to uni, study and get a career. But it's mm. like, no, you actually can diversify. I think. This is, this, yeah. Go on, go on. Sorry. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. And it's like, I was going to ask how, like, where your mindset is on that and how come you do so much stuff outside of uni as well as, you know, studying and of course graduating. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, um, so, so just for context, um, I graduated, uh, last summer. I've been working at a grad job since September. And I think one thing that working actually reinforced for me now and reinforces for, you know, past versions of myself in uni or anybody in uni still is yeah. that you are in, you know, you are in complete control of what you would like for your life to look like. You know, that there, there are obviously some aspects that are out of our control and um obviously some privileges that we've been afforded that means that 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 realm of control, that extent of control is larger for some of us and maybe for others. But you are 
in complete control of what you want your life to look like. Like if you want to get up one day and start a YouTube channel, you are in complete control of that. You, you, you can, you can go out there, uh, start filming from your phone. You don't need the most expensive equipment straight away. Learn about how to build content, um, and, and go out there and do it. You know, uh, if you want to start a podcast, you know, you can go out there, research what it takes to build a podcast, the equipment, um, find the platform to go out there and upload and, and start uploading. Um, you know, and I think the reason people don't necessarily believe that they're in control of what they would like to do is because they may be looking up to others. And when I say people, I'm kind of talking about myself, like I'm not being accusatory, like in the past, I couldn't believe I could do things because I compare myself to other people. I'd be like, oh, damn, they've blown like, you know, they're, they're way out of here. You know, mm-hmm. like they're, they're, they've gone, you know, that's, that's so far ahead. I can't do that. And it's like, no, if you build from, if you build from ground zero and if you build from the people around you, instead of like looking up and trying to build with them, build with the people that are next to you, you know, build with the people that are around you and you, you, you'll be able to see that you can control your own narrative. You can control what your own life looks like and what you t- tell other people your life is like and what you're up to. So um, that's one thing I've learned in the working world. Now that I have, you know, more freedom and I'm earning uh, more money monthly. And even though, yes, I've got, you know, the, the eight to five, nine to five, and I only have the two out of seven days on the weekend totally free. I still get to choose and decide what, what those three days look like. I still get to choose and decide what I do outside of my eight to five, you know, um, outside of those hours, I get to choose what happens. Like life doesn't happen to me. There are times where you can happen on life and you can implement your, your ideas and your vision on life. And, um, yeah, I think. That's what kind of encouraged me in uni and out of uni now in work to try so many different things because uni is such a, well, obviously, yes, you're there to study and graduate and hopefully, you know, if your aim is to get a job or get your degree and move on to the next stage of your life, granted, you can totally do that. But uni provides that freedom to experiment, to go wild, to try something that you never thought you would try. Um, I kind of use uni as uh, I've always wanted to do. Checklist and even life <laughs> still to like uni. I've always wanted to do a podcast. Okay, cool. I did that. Or I've always wanted to, you know, start making a t-shirt brand or, you know, start selling clothes. Bam, I did that. Okay. I've always wanted to, uh, take pictures against to photography a little bit. I, you know, I, I did that, you know, um, and I think for anyone listening that's in uni now, I, I want you to recognize the kind of freedom you have. Um, even though yes, I'm, saying that you have control over your life and you can control the narrative right now on a Monday, I can't wake up at, you know, a silly hour, like 1 PM and like choose to not do anything. You know, at uni, you may have lectures in the morning, whatever, but you can choose not to go, whether that's to your detriment or to your benefit is obviously up to you. But mm. at uni, if I wanted to wake up at 10, 10 AM or 11 AM on a Monday, I could do that. Now I can't, I've got to be in work. So, when you're in uni, you do have some liberty, you have some freedom, and that allows you to, again, just try different things. And for me, I would encourage people to do it because why, why have that liberty or why have that freedom and like not do anything with it? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that should be the main driver, the encouraging thing for people. Like, you know, you finally have time, space, resources as well oh my goodness like the resources at societies at universities that are available to people to try and start their own things or do something different incredible all these societies like i said afrolit society um i I remember i went to me and me me and a friend went to mma uh mma society once or twice did mma training for like a week two weeks like just off the cuff because we felt like it you know there's Mm. so much you can get up so it's, it's not only time, but it's the resources that are available to you as well. That means, you know, you, you, you have the liberty to try a lot of things. So yeah, you've got the freedom, you've got the resources. Why not try and spend them? And, um, again, test, test the waters, see what you can do, see what you're capable 
Yeah, yeah. For sure. I'll come back I'll come back to um your degree in a sec anyway, but as an economics yeah. guy, I'm sure you're familiar with like uh you obviously cross income, disposable and discretionary and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I very much have a similar mindset with, uh, with time. Like you have your, you know, your 24 hours a day, you have your disposable time, which is like after work and stuff. And then your discretionary time, which is like after, you know, your societies or your Netflix shows and all these other, all these other bits. Yeah. And yeah, I completely mirror what you're saying. Like you do have complete control. I feel like uni is probably the most freedom you ever, you, well, maybe that's a bit extreme for some people, but compared to school and work where you have like fixed school hours and fixed work hours, uni is very much like, you can mix and mash your day to suit you in any way, as long as you're, of course, responsible yeah. of that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's a big point as well. I, I always overlook how you mentioned our societies and the resources. Like, that's such a big thing that people always seem to overlook at unis. Yeah, totally, man. You you hit the nail on the head for me. I, I've never even thought about time as, like, gross discretionary. But the way you broke it down, you know, it, it completely makes sense. Like, when you're when you're at work, when you're at school, you've got blocks of time that are kind of non-negotiable. You know, you they're not they're not flexible at all. Whereas when you're at uni, depending on your approach and depending on how responsible you are with your time, if you're still pursuing your degree, you've got blocks of th- that block of time no longer exists, and yeah, you're free to kind of again, like you said, mix and match it. And I want to encourage people to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably not the best person to say that because uh, obviously failing first year, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice to hear a graduate uh, mirroring, mirroring that sentiment. No, I mean, uh, look, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean by that, but also, like you said, you you, you qualified it rightfully though. As long as you do it responsibly, should be should be good. Like. People are able to use their time responsibly and still try different things, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. It's, I mean, I kind of touched on it briefly, but I imagine well, you obviously did the right thing <laughs> considering you managed to get everything done and make it out in one piece. Like, how would you say your overall uni experience was? Uh, oh man, o- overall uni experience. Um, if I have to say one word, testing, like it pushed me to my limits. It showed me like what I was, it, it kind of revealed to me <clears throat> what I was truly capable of doing, um, especially in final year. Um, and again, and in a, in a moment of being authentic and transparent, um, uh, second year when exams were like actually serious and they counted towards your degree, um, first time of second year, those, those first round of exams, I didn't do great, man. I did badly. I was sitting on a mid, I was sitting on a mid, uh, on a mid 2-2. And I was really upset about it. And but even, even when the second round of exams came, I pushed hard. I tried hard. I really worked at it, but I didn't learn my lesson all the way. So the second round of exams was much, much better. And it actually brought me to a place where it was recoverable. It brought me to like a high two, two, but mm. you know, it kind of set my plate for third year. Like, you know, this is it. This is the do or die year. And I've never, I've never been in a position where, um, because of the privilege I've been afforded in my life, I've never been in a position where it's truly been, you know, do or die. This is it. There's no safety net. So the way it was set up for my third year was the first time I was thrown into something like that. Each exam matters is super key. Every mark, every question that matters is super key. My dissertation, every single character matters. It's, it's going to be super key. If I want to get a job in the industry that I'm in, I know for a fact I need a 2-1. I'm on a 2-2 right now. You know, I can't play around. I can't mess up. I've got to make sure I take this seriously, do it as hard as I can. Mm. And, you know, that was the, that was a typical cliche feedback, uh, or cliche things that I would tell myself. But then when you're actually in the journey, and again, this is probably more personal to me. One thing that it taught me was the, the power of faith, believing in yourself and betting on yourself. So, you know, that first round of, um, that first round of uh, exams in third in third year, 
I had to bet on myself. I had to look, you know, I know I'm not where I need to be. I believe I'm on track, but, but I have to bet on myself. I have to really believe that I can do it. There's nothing else that's going to get me through this that, that doesn't come from digging deep, finding that little part of you that's willing to go all the way out and believe and push and make it happen. And um, thankfully I did. And one of the things that, again, I say it's testing because it really tested things that I thought I wasn't capable of doing, but I did. So things like um, visualization, like I visualize logging in on the student portal, um, seeing my results and seeing, you know, high, high scores next to each one. Yeah. Like I would literally have times where I would sit down and I visualize that. And, you know, I never thought that that would come to work, but it did. I did this thing where I grabbed a whole bunch of post-it notes and I put them on my wall and, you know, whether unconsciously or consciously I woke up and I saw them every day, those things manifested themselves. I truly pushed myself. I truly like worked much harder than I had in the previous two years and the results spoke for themselves. So when I say it was testing, it was testing in that it tested what I thought was real and what I thought worked with like what actually works. Cause I always thought that visualization and, you know, affirmations and things like that, they might work or they might have an effect. But third year, I really dug into some of those techniques uh, to help push myself belief and prove to myself that I could really do something that I could really, really do it. And, um, I was able to, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was testing because it, it pushed the boundaries of what I thought was and wasn't possible. So, um, yeah, that's why I'd say for my overall experience, it's kind of weighs heavy on that final year, but only because that final year was so important from an academic and a self-development perspective, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I feel like given that final year is a big, I mean, for you, it's like 70%, right? It's like 60%, yeah. Okay, 60, yeah. I can understand how that would be such a a big year, and especially from that position, like, well, yeah, when things, when everything's on the line, that's when you really see yeah. your true character. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what uni did for me. Just put me on the line and it showed me my true character. And I'll be the first to admit that since you, since, since I started working, I kind of haven't gone back to those learnings. Or I haven't gone back to that person or that version of me simply because I'm just trying to transition into the working world, understand it a bit better. And that again, probably speaks to why, like I've taken so long to, get prosper and all my other stuff. But there's a part of me that knows, okay, I, you proved it to yourself before that, 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 that person and those lessons are still there for you. Whenever you're ready, come back to us because you know, you know, you can do it and you proved it to yourself before. So keep going. Don't be discouraged. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that's just purely academic. We can talk about like social and all of that as well, but purely from an academic perspective and a self-development perspective, that's what I would say my uni experience was, what I took away from it. Okay. How would you, because you, you kind of touched on it, but how would you say your the social side went? Yeah, it, really, really well, actually. Uh, I finally was able to, uh, you know, really, I think connect, connect with people that I wouldn't usually connect with before and also connect on a level that we all understood. Um, I remember the first time I spoke to, speaking to, speaking to friends, speaking to guys like yourself. And I was just astounded that I've never met you before, but we're connecting on all of these things. So, uh, so, so, so quickly, we're drumming up a conversation on these things so quickly, like conversations on things like film, like Tarantino, Scorsese, th- things about sports, things about politics, things about um, music. And um, it was just great to have this, to, to be in this position where I have not met you before. You're a total stranger. Uh, if not for you, we probably would have never met. But we can still connect and bond and create this really strong friendship. Uh, and that kind of, that for me was great socially because it let me learn how to like put the differences aside, right? strike that common ground with people. And 
obviously like be a bit more outgoing. I'm still not the most outgoing person, but kind of taught me how to be a bit more outgoing, how to manage relationships better, talk to your friends a bit more. Um, and, and, and it's provided the skill of keeping in touch with people as well. Uh, because mm-hmm. you need, even though you might see each other all the time here and there, you, there's obviously periods where people are going through what they're going through and you may not see them as often or you may not hear from them as much, but you still manage to stay in touch or strike up the right conversations. And now that people are working and we're spread all across, we are still using those social skills today to again, network, catch up, see how we're all doing. So yeah, I think socially, Uni has been a great experience for me. I've learned, I've learned so much about how I can connect with other people and also learned so much about myself in terms of like the, the type of relationships I can strike up with people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. I, I was thinking a second ago, like you're not, I mean, I don't know what your experience is. Obviously, I know you've with, uh, changed schools quite a lot growing up, but. Mm. I feel like there's a, there's a sentiment where it's like when you're in primary, for example, your, your mum or dad will make friends of the local parents and you just become friends with their kids. And then yeah. that tends to follow through to secondary and sixth form or college. And it's like, you need the first real time you have to make like real friends. And yeah, it's, it's crazy when you have to, cause I didn't really think about it like that. When I started uni, I was like, all right, I'm going to just talk. And if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. It doesn't really matter. But. Yeah, it's nuts how you can meet someone for the first time, like completely out of the blue and just have so much in common or just so much to talk about without really yeah. having that, that, um, foundation in the first place. Yeah, you're so right, you know, and, and I think in my own experience, because I moved around a lot, <coughs> I never, I never was in a place to, um, strike up friendships that I know would like, last for way long, obviously because I would either move or like I'd move to the next stage of my life. But at uni, you kind of get that opportunity where, you know, right, I'm with these people. I'm going to see them every day for the next two, three years. Um, and the type of time, the quality of time we're going to share together means that I can probably strike up a relationship now that I know is going to last me for the rest of my life. And, and, and that's totally true. And that's not to say that I don't have lifelong friends from other walks in my life. I think it's just for me personally, uni was like the first time that that opportunity was really there. And in terms of social skills, it kind of, yeah, it, it kind of affirms me that I'm capable of striking up those types of relationships. And that, that, that's a big, that was a big, big thing for me socially anyway. So yeah, man, I, I think, I think you're so right on that, that you really get the opportunity to, make your own friends for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And even now, like, my mum still talks to a lot of my old friends. I'm like, mum, we're not, we're not boys anymore, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's mad. Yeah, parents have this way of, like, still trying to manage your life or, like, see into your life, but it's like, nah, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an adult now. I'm a, I'm my own person, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Have you felt, I mean, this is a bit of a, a quick fire question. I, I don't respect a massive answer for it, but now mm. that you're working, are things much different between your, I guess, your relationship with your parents? Um, yeah, uh, now that I'm working, uh, are things much different between the relationship between me and my parents? I'd say, yeah, I'd say because, you know, I don't, I kind of don't need their, their, their money anymore. That's, support anymore I, you know I, I was really big on when I was at uni I was really big on look I want to get to a point where I'm self not self-sufficient or self-made but you know I'm, I'm doing it for myself I'm learning these lessons myself I'm mm. making my own money I want to do life you know on my own merit um, so the relationship has changed in that regard that the dependency isn't there anymore um, and I think I think my parents uh I think parents in general can get quite attached to their children. And, you know, for me, where my goal now is, you know, I want to do things on my own merit that might translate to my parents as, Oh, he doesn't want to talk to us anymore or he doesn't miss <laughs> us or, he, you know, <laughs> he, he doesn't care about us anymore. And that's not necessarily true. Mm. So I think 
the biggest change for me is just managing managing that translation, like making sure that you know the journey I'm going on right now doesn't translate negatively to my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I'm just longing for the day that I don't have to call mum when I get home every time I <laughs> step outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, yeah, same. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, house sharing right now, but I, I feel you on that. Still, I still want to call something my own. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I want to go back to uni on a one final point yeah I remember it would have been what ACS winter ball I think or maybe summer yeah. when you were crowned the most influential guy in the year oh yeah <laughs> I want to know if looking back you feel like you well I guess in a in bigger scope as well like if you achieved everything you wanted to and if that if that I guess reward kind of mirrors where you think you are in, and now that you're finished. Mm, um, yeah, I think that, that was Summer Ball 2018. I think, look, for me, that was a super proud moment. Um, uh, that year, that year, I think, uh, Canvas obviously launched with the Malcolm X T and the Malcolm X hoodie. Um, I also directed, um, a friend's play as well. And that went down really well. Both nights sold out. Um, people loved it. The feedback was amazing. Um, uh, and also we had when pigs fly that year as well. So I think for mm-hmm. me, it was, it was, it was just super rewarding because it kind of let me know, like, look, you know, what you're doing isn't going like unnoticed or unappreciated or whatever. And, you know, you, you can always make the argument that you don't, that you shouldn't need validation from other people. And I totally get that a hundred percent, but I, I won't sit up there and deny that it wasn't nice to, to know that people felt that way. Um, and appreciated me in that way. Uh, well, not me, but the work that I was able to help put out with other people. I think, I think, uh, well, have I, um, did I achieve everything I wanted to achieve? At uni, um, no, I think there's always more I could have done. I think, um, I think, you know, film is something that I love. I never really got into any like filmic kind of stuff at uni. So, you know, that's one thing I wish I kind of achieved. Um, uh, what else? Um, yeah, I think uh, again, um, just kind of going back to the beginning of the convo, um, just on the other projects, so like on Canvas, on Prosper, on When Pigs Fly, like just pushing that maybe a bit longer. Uh, I think probably something that I could have done as well. Uh, so yeah, I think there's some things I look back on. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of didn't achieve all I wanted to, but that's not to say that I didn't achieve anything for one. Um, and, and for two, have I lived up to that? <laughs> I mean, uh, right now I'm only in the like, early beginning stages of what I'm doing with Prosper, what, you know, we plan to do with Canvas, what I plan to do with like photography and film and stuff like that. So I'm not too sure if I'm, if I'm in a position to say I've lived up to it as such. I think when I look at that award and I, and I still, I still have it actually <laughs> on my bedside, like I have, I have the frame, uh, on, it's on top of my chest of drawers on my neck, next to my bed. Um, but when I look back at that award, I kind of look at it as, okay, at that moment in time, like that's, that award captured who I was or what I represented at that point in time. And I think since then, you know, again, my, my journey with like self doubt and self belief and, um, my journey with trying to push things half-heartedly, not doing it all the way has meant that I kind of haven't lived up to it. Like I know there's a lot more I could be doing and a lot more that I should be doing. But um, yeah, I think, I think, I think in short, I think, I think quickly just to round it up, I think, yeah, I, there's a lot that I achieved that you need, I'm proud of, but I know there's a lot more that I could have done. And I know that right now there's a lot more I could be doing. And it's just for me to 
again, get over one or two hurdles about, again, the, the confidence, the self-doubt, the self-belief thing and, and really trust in myself and, and my ability to will things into existence and make things happen. So, yeah, I think, I think that answers that question. Like, I'm definitely proud of the award. I'm definitely proud of what I did at the time, but I know that there's a lot more that I can do and I, there's a lot more that I could have done as well. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I guess in many ways, it's like the award's like, what's the word word? Like a, a flag in the sand kind of thing. Like you, that was that moment in time. And now yeah. like the journey still goes on. You're still pushing towards the next thing. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And I think, I think also that, that award kind of was, um, <clears throat> not a redemption. I don't want to use the word redemption, but it was like a validation of my approach. Like the year before I went for ACS president and I didn't get it. And, you know, when I, when I look back at going for ACS president, I kind of went for it like half-heartedly, like, you know, one, because I thought, you know, that's something that I should, I should go for. Like I was school captain at my previous school. People think I'd be great for it. Um, you know, the type of person that people project me, the expectation, the expectations that other people have of me, that's probably something I should do. I should go for. I was kind of like, I'm just throwing my hat in the ring. Whatever happens, happens. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, the person I was up against was super determined. You know, I had set that goal out and objective for themselves from day one and had worked towards it consistently. Whereas I was just doing it as a, you know, this feels like something I should do. This feels right. I'll throw my hat in the ring. I mean, obviously I didn't get it because of those reasons. And then that summer kind of told me, okay, this means that your realm of influence is different. You know, it's not going to be in those roles or in that walk of life per se. It's going to be in something that's closer to your heart, something that you actually don't just see as throwing your hat in the ring for, but you have a passion and a drive for, and that happens to be creative uh, outlets. So um, when I changed my quote unquote approach to having an influence or having an impact or, you know, helping others or bringing a smile to people's faces, uh, it worked because, well, it, you can say it was perceived to have worked because of the award I received. So whilst, again, the, the award was a flag in the sand, as in that's what I was able to achieve or that's who I was at that time. For me, it's also a bookmark moment in letting me know, look, you know, if you're going to go for something, one, don't don't half-ass it, like actually go for it. Two, don't go for it because other people kind of expect you to go for it or that's what other people envision you to be. And three, you know, don't 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 be who you're not. I was trying to be somebody that, you know, deep down I know I my my, my drive isn't inclined that way, even though I'm super interested in, you know, policy and politics and uh, having an impact on that front. I know my drive is on creative things and it's just admitting that to myself and not being ashamed of it. So yeah, it was a flag in the sand, but it was also like a bookmark moment. It taught me a lot about myself for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really have any follow-ups for that. That's a, <laughs> a very comprehensive. <laughs> I know, answer. I know. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. I just remember. <laughs> nah, that's perfect, man. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> but I yeah, think, um, think on. sorry. No, I was going to ask a different question, so finish, uh, finish off. Oh, no, yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think, you know, to, cause I, cause I, I know like what the objective of this podcast is, is to kind of like give people things they can learn from. And, you know, I'm not saying I've achieved anything to be learned from. So I'll kind of, I kind of go from the perspective of what not to do. So like for anybody listening, like what not to do is, um, live up to, try and live up to what other people expect me to do, you know? Um, and make sure that if you want to be influential, you're like, you're doing it on your own terms and you're doing it on something that you have a consistent drive and passion for, as opposed to, yeah, this sounds like something that I should be doing, or it sounds like something that I can do, or I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring with it. Like, no, make sure it's something you're determined and driven to do. So yeah, that's my last one on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. That's a great segue as well. Cause I was going to ask, cause obviously I asked you before, if you wanted to be on a podcast and you were a bit reluctant, but then mm-hmm. recently you've had a change of heart, you've achieved a, a fair amount of things, you've changed your perspective. I was just going to yeah. ask more so like, 
yeah, like what what really changed and how do you view it? Your success is now. Because obviously you just mentioned that you're talking about what not to do, but what specifically is the reason behind um, your stance on that? Yeah, I, I think specifically the reason behind my stance on that is I didn't want to I didn't want to come on the podcast and stunt like you know I've I've achieved something or I've done something great when I'm still on the journey myself and I'm still learning myself. So I wanted to come from the perspective of like learn from what I am doing wrong or learn from what I've done incorrectly or learn from the fact that I'm still on this journey, you know. And when you first approached me, my mind went to, oh, man, I'm, am I going to have to get on there and talk about, yeah, I achieved this. So, you know, go out there and do it this way. And yeah, I've, I've done X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, you know, after a while, I kind of realized, no, that's not that's not what you're on there to do. You're on there to just add a different perspective to life and hopefully give some of the people that they can learn from. And what better thing to learn from than from mistakes and uh, from, you know, not getting it right and from being on the journey yourself and being transparent and being open. And so that's why my perspective changed because, and I think this is true in life as well. And something I need to keep telling myself, like there's, there's so much learning you can do from quote unquote losses and mistakes. There's a, there's a Jay Z line on 444 that I love so much. Um, um, it's on band. It's literally one line that goes, um, it's not a loss. It's a lesson. Um, and the next bar is like, it's not a pain. It's a blessing or something, something along those lines. Mm. And, and I think that perspective is just great for self development and growing as a person. And I think not enough, I think not enough times did I drum that into myself at uni. And even now to this day, like one thing I do want to emphasize though, you know, it's great to make mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes totally. But the key thing is to learn from them. I think one thing that I'm falling into right now is like, kind of making similar mistakes over and over. It's like, I, you know, you've made this mistake before, you know what it looks like. You know, you, when, when you're telling yourself to learn from your mistakes, you, you actually have to learn from them. <laughs> it's not enough to say, oh yeah, you know, mistakes are great as long as you learn from them. <laughs> you actually have to take the action. <laughs> you actually have to take the action to learn from them as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I would say change my perspective. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I think I've always had a stance where it's like, I think Gary Vee, I touched on it once at one point in time, but it's like, if Jeff Bezos like recorded every day of his life from zero to obviously the richest man in the world, we'd have a much, people would much appreciate that much. Cause it's all good and well. You see these like mega rich guys, but for example, documentaries seem to be doing so much better than that. I guess the final product, if that kind of makes sense, I'm not sure if articulating that right, but like the fact that people flock towards the Michael Jordan um, doc, for example, to see like what was going on for his mind at the time. People always look over the journey and it's, yeah. you see these rich guys, these guys that are like selling uh, platinum albums or million shirts or like million subs on YouTube, but it's like, you don't really know how they got. And yeah, I think I've always had a perspective of let's try, let's, I just try and fill that gap because some of the guys I've met at uni and I'm sure you have a similar mindset some of these guys are going to be like world beaters these are going to change the world do some crazy stuff and just being able to watch that and observe um, it's, it's a crazy thing to see to see the progress by the day yeah, I 100% agree with you. You know, I think it's actually, you know, it's actually more gratifying when you see how somebody got there. <laughs> it's more gratifying when you see the journey instead of, instead of just seeing the outcome and always seeing the outcome, you always take it for what it is. Whereas when you see the journey and you see what it took to get there, you actually appreciate what they have now and, you know, how they got and their, 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 their position in life at the moment. So, yeah, I think your podcast does a great job of doing that because not only are you grabbing people in a stage of their lives where they're still in the journey, but the questions that you ask and the perspective and the goal of each, the objective of each episode is to do that exactly, like encapsulate the journey. So 
yeah, uh, you, you're right. It's becoming more and more important, and I'm glad people are realizing it more that it, these things are a journey. It doesn't doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time to get there, but when you do, it's also important that, and, and again, this is true as well. It's important to know that when you've achieved success, you know, don't be afraid to talk about the journey because you don't want to sell in anybody dreams. <laughs> like when people talk about, um, I remember when I graduated last summer and I spoke to my brothers about it, I made sure to tell them, Hey, look, you know, what you're seeing, to, what you saw that day was just the final day on what was a three year long uh, process. So totally, totally agree. Mm. Mm. I think uni is especially interesting because it's like the whole graduation ceremony is like you kind of yeah like as you said there's so much that goes into it and I feel like having your formative years in one institution kind of well for most people at least it's yeah a, a lot definitely goes by the wayside I think I was thinking about someone the other day I'm not going to say the name obviously for <laughs> the same reasons but um, <laughs> I was just like how how did he manage because obviously me in my scenario it's like I'm still at uni but I'm looking at guys that have been through a whole lot of stuff and it's like it's remarkable how you know how people carry on how people just keep pushing through and I, I really hope certain guys like just give back because yeah I, I've spoken to a lot of people like um year 12 year 13 since starting this podcast and they're like oh you know I'm really scared I don't know enough and it's like uni is not easy man <laughs> like people make it look like this <laughs> this big party, like first years going out, yeah, all this fun stuff. But now nah, there is, there is a lot. And I think the most important thing is that even once you finish, and I think you, you drew this in a lot now, even when you're speaking as well. It's like, even when you graduate, the journey continues. Like there's still, you kind of, you tick off that, that box, you finish that part of life, but life still goes on. There's still more challenges and yeah, there's a lot to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I think, you know, one, one thing that, when I graduated, I kept seeing being circled around was, you know, the quote unquote post-graduation depression. And I think for me, I kind of liken that to, or I align that with disillusionment. There's a disillusionment from, you know, once I graduate, that's it, it's done. And the difference between that and what it actually is, is like, hey, no. You know, when they told us, you know, when you finish school, like, okay, you're going to go to uni now. And we look back like, no, when you're finished with sixth form and you're going into uni, you're literally just getting into the world. Like the world is literally just opening up for you. You've got so much ahead of you. Mm. Same way when you graduate. Hey, listen, you graduated, you completed uni. Great. But guess what? <laughs> the real one is there waiting <laughs> for you too. And you got to get to that as well. And, and so for me personally, I think it was that, um, disillusionment it, it, well it, it's that disillusionment that may lend itself to uh the phenomenon of um the phenomena rather of uh what people are calling a post-graduation depression or postgraduate depression and i think i think you know the more people have conversations and the more open people are about hey look you know you still gotta get used to the real world after this that that, that level of disillusionment will obviously become smaller but yeah, I think that's probably what's driving some of those conversations around that topic. Mm-hmm. And I've, similar to that, I've seen a lot of people saying like quarter life crisis and it's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I think I get it. Cause like basically similar to what you said, the whole disillusionment of like, I guess the typical trajectory of life. But yeah, it's, I'm kind of worried in some capacity. Like I'm not going to get into it in depth, but you see a lot of people kind of assume that, oh, your twenties are, because people are living longer now, it's like, oh, I can just mess around and things will figure themselves out when it's, when I'm 30. But really and truly every year counts. You know, it's not, it's a, in uni, it's like the last year counts, but in life, literally every decision you make has a consequence. And you yeah. might not see it today or tomorrow, but I think, yeah, things definitely are here. You know, there's a lot more importance on your actions than people realize. And I do think in the long run, people are going to figure it out, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't, I kind of tuned off of Twitter when I saw all the uh, postgrad depression stuff. So I'm like, yeah, let me, give me two years to, <laughs> to <laughs> at least graduate. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, um, sorry for laughing, but on, on that point you were saying about, um, about the quarter life crisis stuff and your, your actions having a consequence. Hey, listen, I, you know, I've only been working for, uh, nine months, but I can tell you for free that now your, now your, now your actions have, the consequences of your actions are now way, way heavier. You know, if you choose not to go to a lecture, great, fantastic. Like, you know, what, what you might get chewed out or you might get a telling off from your, um, faculty, you might get an email. All right. You know, big deal. If you don't, if you don't go to work, right. Okay. That is, you have, that, that's a serious, that's a serious violation. There's a conversation to be had around that. You know, you, 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 you risk your livelihood. Um, so again, a lot of the actions and decisions that you make, um, as you grow older, they, they the, the consequences grow weightier and weightier. So yeah, I totally agree with that point. I second that. Love it, man. Yeah, it's 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 funny for sure. And I think, to be fair, I don't know anyone who's really just like living for the sake of it or like living for Fridays and that. But yeah, I'll see where I am in two years. Always, <laughs> <laughs> no um, man. I'm always here. I'm always here if you want to talk about it. So you know, love it, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in touch. Don't you worry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, um. Because obviously I know you're a bit pressed for time, but is, if there's anything you want to shout out, any plugs you want to drop, now's your... Now's oh, now's my chance. <laughs> uh, plugs I want to drop. Um, uh, okay, firstly, the, 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 the account that started all of this, uh, Canvas by Canvas on Instagram, go straight there, hit follow, um, and, and, you know, again, actions will speak for themselves, so... Just wait for some action to take place and you'll see, you'll see what's going on. So yeah, you know, it will be, it will be wrong and it will be disingenuous of me to say anything without giving that the shout out. That, that, that's what triggered everything, started everything, you know. So shout out Canvas by Canvas, man, on IG. Go, go hit that up. Um, uh, shout out, um, Afrolit Society, the, um, the, the union society that all the donations and things will be going to. Uh, from from my latest uh, prosper drop, um, anybody listen that wants to uh, kind of follow me or see like what what journey I'm trying to go on or I may go on, um, follow me uh, at Jiggy Babs. That's J I double G Y underscore B A B Z on IG. Um, <laughs> um, what else? What else do I want to shout out? I also want to shout out. Um, uh, yeah. Um, sh- shout out you. Shout out you for um coming up with a great a great concept, a great um idea for a podcast. Um, I think the kind of audience you're gonna get is is gonna be people. I, I, it's it's a great topic. It's it's a great question of life that isn't delved into as much. Um, the undergraduate study guide. I think that's a that even the aim of it is, is, is fantastic. So shout out to you for putting together like a, a great concept, a great idea and putting out great content for it that everyone will develop from. So people are about to start uni, people in uni, people coming out of uni, people, um, that have friends that might be going to uni, um, siblings, parents, schools, um, charities, uh, social enterprises, you know, you, you, the, the kind of content you're creating is applicable to so many people and so many institutions. So shout out you, man. And also shout out your, um, your, your personal channel as well. Um, your personal YouTube channel. Uh, forgotten the name, bro. Remind me the name. This is my name. Yeah. Oh no, I thought you had a, I thought it was like a, I thought it was like, um, I thought it was like something monkey, like it, uh, that's what I remembered. Nah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, shout, shout out to you YouTube channel as well, man. Uh, obviously, you're being out there open about your own journey as well, so everybody should go follow that. Um, and yeah, shout out Jordan for, shout out Jordan for all the advice he's given me as well. <laughs> all the tech advice, all the finance advice, all of it, man. Shout out to Jordan. You should, by the way, by the way, I, I know, I know we're wrapping this one up, but we should talk about, um, investing at some point. 
Um, cause the, 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 the company and the firm that I work for, they're like, uh, they're a platform that allows people to invest in stocks and funds. And, you know, I'm not going to be using the podcast as an opportunity to direct people there. No, that's not what I'm going to do because, you know, there are other platforms out there that might be more appropriate. But I think cause you, you, you've spoken to me about how you own shares in Tesla and, things like that and how you're investing your money. I think it would be great to uh, one day have a conversation about investing and kind of break that world down for people, demystify it and encourage people to, you know, think about getting returns on their money. That's, you know, better than it sitting in the bank and in like 0.5% interest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm very much in the bag of, um, Cause since Jay Z and Beyonce added the tracks back to Spotify, I went through all of that. I feel like I'm a, I'm a Warren Buffett right now, so. All <laughs> <laughs> that financial advice. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we should, we should link that up. We should, we should do that out for sure. Just uh, a little intro to getting invested, getting started on investing. Um. But yeah, listen, man, if you've got any tips, any stock tips, let me know, bro. Warren Buffett, you said you are, so give me a shout. You know, tell me AI, <laughs> by the way, I like the way this one is looking, so. Absolutely, man. <laughs> All those inside the trades. Word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. It's been great having you on. And yeah, we'll definitely get an investment, investment tool coming soon. That'll be in the works for post-corona. Yeah, for sure. But as yeah, of right now, uh, I'll let you get back to work. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank, thanks for having me on. And again, thanks for also affording me that, um, affording me again that time and that patience for my perspective to change and actually be willing to be on here. So again, shout out to you on last time, man. Thanks for having me on. I hope, I hope, uh, whoever's listening to this, uh, I know I rambled a lot. I ranted a lot, but I hope you were able to take, you know, one, one or two things from anything that I may have said today. Um, yeah. Shout out Jordan. Thanks for having me on, bro. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Love man.